Hello, everybody. Welcome to After Live, the unofficial Collider Live After Show podcast. This is episode 14, folks. I'm your host, Mike. And let me introduce you to my co-host for tonight. First off, my regular here is Jay Wade. Welcome back. Hey, what's up, everybody? And then, of course, we are still auditioning female co-hosts on this podcast for the new position. Tonight, we have Sarah. Welcome, hey. Sarah. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Super excited. No problem. No problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, so here we go. We're going to talk about Collider Live of the week of Monday, May 13th, all the way to Mon- uh, Friday, May 17th, but we'll get into that later on. This is, uh, oddly enough, the numbers match the days because it's episode 133, which is the 13th, uh, 134 is the 14th, 135 is the 15th, uh, mm. 16th was 136, and of course today's was uh, the 17th, which is 137, so it ended with the same number, which is pretty cool in my opinion. Uh, so how was our week? Just to get a little juices flowing, how was our week? It's a good week? Uh, bad week? Good. yeah. Anything... Long week. <laughs> anything exciting? Work? Dude, I, I got something. To, I got something, actually. Wednesday night. Huh? It, it just... Man, I was having a good day. I was having a great night. And then I was like, man, how can we make this better? So I went down to my friend's house. Probably about 45, 50 minute one-way drive. So I live in the country, man, in the middle of nowhere. So I get there... And she's telling me about this local dog that's been running around because the owners, they abandoned it. They moved and just left their dog there, dude. I mean, what kind of fucking asshole does that? I just, I don't get it, dude. But anyway, she's telling me how this dog's terrorizing the neighborhood and it's vicious and and nobody can catch it because it bites at them and and it barks at them. But everybody's been feeding it because they feel bad for it, so... Her being a rescue dog kind of person, she goes and gets this dog, and, and it's nice to her, you know. She's telling me how, like, it licks her face, and and it, it like, plays with her daughter, and, and how this vicious dog is just so sweet and lovely, lovely you know. So I then ask, well, I, I'm, I'm like, well, where is it? And she goes, it's in the cage in the basement. And I said, well, can I check it out? Okay, so she's, yeah, so we're walking down in the basement, and she's walking down the stairs ahead of me because I have to put her other little rescue dog, his name's Jack, um, I, call him, I call him Vado because he's a, he's a Taco Bell dog, really cool dog, so I have to put him in the kitchen and shut the door because she goes, Jack doesn't like this dog, he wants to kill him. Which is hilarious because Taco Bell dogs are fucking, they're really small, but they're fierce as hell, dude. I love them. And so I shut them in the kitchen. I shut the door. And by the time I hit the floor in the basement, she has let the dog out of the cage. Now, I would refer back again to how she's telling me about how vicious this dog is and shit, right? And, 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 and again, I asked her, where's the dog? She said it's in a cage in the basement, and I said, "Can I check it out?" So I'm I'm thinking like a like a little mini zoo type situation, you know. I get to go like check out this fierce, crazy, rabid dog that's in this cage, right? And and, and I would never do it, but if I wanted to, you know, I could find like a little stick and poke it or something, you know. <laughs> I'd never do that. But 
she lets this dog out of the cage, man, and it starts running at me, but it's wagging its tail, so I'm having two thoughts. I'm like, okay, holy shit, this fucking dog's, like, running right at me, dude. You know, I can't believe she let it out of the fucking cage, and, but it's tails wagging, so I'm like, oh, it's a dog. I love dogs. So I do what everyone is taught to do, at least in my generation, and I put my hand down, and this dog freaking bites my fingers, dude. It has my index finger and my middle finger in its mouth, dude, and it took me a couple seconds to register what's going on. Like, it ran up, I put my hand down, it bit me, and then a couple seconds later, my friend's like, Oh my God, is that biting you? And I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, it is. And then the pain kicks in. So I'm pulling my hand up, dude, and I'm lifting this dog's front legs off of the ground. It's locked onto my hand so hard, dude. So I reach down with my other hand and I put my thumb in its mouth and I'm like trying to pull its upper jaw up off of my finger. You, you know what I mean? And she's like going, holy shit, get off of him, get off of him, like talking to the dog, you know. So then I put my foot out to push it away, and then I'm like, dude, I'm wearing fucking flip-flops, man. This shit sucks. So this, so I'm still pulling on my hand, dude, and, then like, and the dog's front legs are still coming off the ground. And then I don't know what happened, but it let go. And so... And then it let go, and my first thought then, because I'm a good friend and I'm a gentleman, my next thought is, you know, she's dealing with the dog, and I want to make sure she's okay. Like, this thing's not going to fucking tear her up. You know what I mean? And then, and, then, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This dog loves her, and it licks her fucking face. So I'm like, screw this shit. I'm gone. So I start going up the stairs. And, dude, I even turn around to make sure that damn dog wasn't chasing me, dude. And so I get up to the top of the stairs, and I open the door to the kitchen, and little little Taco Bell dog Jack is sitting there looking at me. And I just look at him, and I go, you're right, dude. That dog's an asshole. Fuck him. And then I shut the door, and then I went and cleaned out the, my hand, dude. And that's what happened to me Wednesday night. What kind of dog was it? Like a big dog? Fucking Yorkie. Uh, yeah, talk about talk about a crushing blow to, to one's ego, dude. It's a Yorkie. They're, little dogs are mean. They're vicious. I mean, it was it was terrible. I, I'm forever traumatized. <laughs> Yet again, more traumatizing yeah. moments for Wade. Oh, dude, this is like Jaws all over again, man. Oh man. <sighs> oh, for shame. Ah, uh, but a good. Uh, anyway, that was my week. <laughs> well, well, good news. We'll talk about Claire live this week because that'll bring a smile to everyone's face um, for sure. Um, so Monday show, uh, they come back, of course, from the weekend, and they talk about Schmevdown as usual uh, because you know the matches premiered during that week, and they talk about that. And of course, if you want to hear a full talk of Schmevdown stuff, our producer Josh has a podcast. On the same network, it's called Talking Schmodown. You definitely listen to it. He'll he goes in detail about what's going on in Schmodown and his thoughts on it. So it's very good. But we occasionally talk about Schmodown here, and I think they were talking about because uh, because Riley and uh, Schneider had his their match, and they're talking about that, and of course they're talking about this weekend with Houston coming up here. Guys, are you guys watching the Schmodown this weekend live? 
I'm not. I usually don't watch it live. I'll just catch it when they put it on mm. their YouTube channel. But I'll watch, like, a bunch at once, and then won't watch it for a while, and then I'll catch up all at once. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch them live either, but uh, I definitely watch them when they come out, so I try to avoid all the spoilers I can up till then, but, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I normally try to catch the live stream, but for this one, I'm good to save my money and just wait for it to YouTube, because it's it's just, you know, Guy and Bateman, and then uh, Falling Fathers, which is Roka and Murrow versus Double Toasted, which is okay, but I'm just, I'll just wait. Like, so, other than that, um, I don't remember what's next, but they just, I just watch it, whatever, so. Yeah, I think the the biggest deal about this one is being in Booker T's arena and him being a pro, uh, a pro wrestler and a former champ and, and, uh, uh -huh. I believe he's a champ. I believe so. I think uh -huh. that's when I used to dabble in the wrestling a little bit. Him and his, uh, his, I remember his brother too a little bit, but, but them getting the plug on the ESPN show was, uh, was really cool, man. And I, I hope it helped him out a lot, uh, as far as building up a little bit more of a fan base for Schmodown. Yeah. I think Booker T was the big deal for getting a more of an audience for sure. And I guess yeah. one of the, the rules and stipulations is that they won't have any managers or, anybody around the ring as they perform which is interesting do you guys like the like storylines and stuff that they are like pushing like i know a lot of fans don't like the storylines and are just there for the movie trivia aspect of it that's a good question because it is based on wrestling and i kind of like the storylines i'm just very interested in what he writes up with and what goes on with it i do like mm -hmm. that aspect of it uh, but the movie trivia is like first and then the storylines, so. Yeah, yeah I'm, the, I'm the same as Mike, but I tend to fast forward through most of the storylines. Um, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm selective, so I don't know very many of them that are really going on. But yeah. I mean, everyone knows about the slap that was heard around the world, so. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, yeah. Uh, since we're still talking about like Shimodown and then actually wrestling, one of the main stories I just I'd like to bring up and I know Wade you kinda of dabbled it a little bit, but what are your thoughts about WE ratings going down? Because I don't I don't um, watch wrestling, so it's only no, I don't watch wrestling either, so I, I don't <laughs> I don't watch it either, but the only thing I would really say about that is that uh all the people who would blame it on the uh on the headlining match and and just i don't know i'm trying to like whatever the anti sjw is uh assholes i guess i don't well i don't, everybody's an asshole at some point um, <laughs> but uh you know what i'm saying all the people who who would be like who just hate on anything that they perceive as feminists or pushing a, a certain agenda and they would just hate on it and say, well, of course it's because you gave women a headlining yeah. gig and no one wants to see women headline. And it's like, no, that, that kind of shit ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm with Christian where it was it was such a long event. It's like, what the hell, man? You get burnt out after so long. I'm a massive baseball fan, but uh. once you get in, I don't mind extra innings, but once you get to like the 10th, 11th, 12th inning, I'm just ready to check out and I'll watch the highlights in the morning. That's what anything really, like anything that you love, if it just goes on for too long, you're 
you're tapping out after a while. Yeah, you're just like, ah, let's move on to that. Let's move it on. So, okay, a couple of things happened. Uh, one of the first things they kind of, like, said or announced was Doris Day's death. That was this week. Doris Day was a famed musician, so she was, like, 96 when she died. So I just want to pay respect to her. At least she's very much talented, and her songs are very nice to listen to. And she's from Ohio, so shout out to Cincinnati. <laughs> Another death this week that they did not talk about on Claire Live, which was... Uh, the internet's famous cat, Grumpy Cat, died at the age of seven. Did that happen today, or...? So, it, according to Wikipedia, it happened on, uh, what day was it? Tuesday, but they announced it today. Oh, okay. So, I guess they had, like, the family kind of had, like, figure out grieving and announce it today or something, I don't know. But it's like, everyone's, like, going crazy. Oh, Grumpy Cat's dead on it was a joke, to be honest, when I first saw it. <laughs> like how, like, all the other celebrities, I thought it was, like, a, a meme or something. A hoax. I, I didn't know. It's a hoax. Oh, it's a oh, conspiracy. <laughs> that brings me to the thought, they say, and it seems to be true how, uh, like, celebrity deaths seem to come in threes. You know, uh, we had Doris Day, then Tim Conway. Mm who was also from Ohio and right. was just a freaking comedic legend, yep. dude. Yeah. But not counting the grumpy cat, I don't know, man. Who's going to be the yeah, third? Count the cat? Is the cat the third one? Or no, sad, sadly, no. <laughs> wasn't, but, wasn't, wasn't there like, um, hold on. There's a wrestler that died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The she was 39. Yeah, that one is the third one. Oh, yeah. That's right. And they do, don't they? They seem to come in threes. It's yeah, really weird. It yeah, is. Crazy. Very weird. Uh, so, okay, Christian was talking about Mother's Day, which was uh, last weekend, and grilling out. And they do art. Uh, his wife and kid and his mother-in-law was like there. It's like, I'd be an art critic, like, oh, that's very nice. It's very good. And then Christian comes out like, you know, I just made a stick figure with a guy throwing a piece of duty. <laughs> Leave it to Christian, man. <laughs> it was so funny. All for the shock factor. Yeah, he, no response. So he calls up his father just to talk about it. And then later calls Makuga to talk about it. He's like laughing out loud so funny. I was like, that was kind of funny. It, what's great is that his dad was right there with him, you know? So you know where he got that from. Oh, yeah. So that was like, that made me laugh from that episode. Um, Christian did talk. I was talk just confused that whole time. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess that's where being a female comes in. Where I'm like, okay, I, I don't get it, but whatever. Like, and that makes like sense. I'm just like, mm hmm. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. Exactly. Because a guy humor. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. understand now. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Christian talks about. Uh, discovering the Beastie Boys again on Apple Music, and I just want to ask you guys: if There's any musicians or bands you guys or albums you rediscovered on a music platform? Like it's like, oh, I heard this song. So, oh, I gotta and you dive deep into the discography of the person itself. I tend to stick with my old stuff, so most mm -hmm. of that I either have on CD or in a playlist, a uh, playlist on something. But um. I don't know. I like, uh, I, what I like to do is I get lost in YouTube on, um, 
reaction videos, like for a specific song, like uh, say anything by Queen is always fun, and I'll watch uh, reaction videos to the same Queen song probably 10 or 12 different ones in a row, and that doesn't get old for me. I think I've seen those actually popping up on YouTube. I was like, these people listening to the song for like, like reacting to it. I was like, wait, what? Dude, some of those videos are really, really cool. Yeah, I, I think I subscribed to like a couple of those music channels that do that to react to songs. Like they'll like pause and talk about the song, and they'll like it's interesting how they go deep into the song itself. Uh, I, however, have not recently done this. Like, I just listen to... Sometimes I'll listen to a song and be like, what is that song? And I look it up and it's like, holy crap, that's a good song. And I'll, like, I'll dive into the musician. There's a there's a great musician on YouTube. Uh, a YouTuber that does music. Ah, um, oh, crap, I can't remember his name now. I'm going to plug this name. Um, he His most famous video was the... Uh, History of the Entire World, I guess, which is by Bill Wartz. Oh, he, yeah. I don't know the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Bill Bill Wartz, W-U-R-T-Z, Bill Wartz. He's, uh, he did that 20-minute video. It's got 66 million views. But recently, he's been making like music, and his songs are just like so catchy. His beats are very catchy, and... Uh, the songs itself are just like, wow. So, kind of want to promote that. But uh, Apple Music, I have no experience on whatsoever. So, what platforms do you listen to music on, like, besides YouTube? Uh, I use Spotify. Once I figured it out, I, <laughs> I use Spotify. <laughs> One of those old tech things, like, ah, I need to figure out uh, Spotify. Oh, there we go. It's a little confusing. Like, there's just a lot going on sometimes. But... Hmm. Actually, for the audience at home, how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. Um, I'm 23 years old. Ah, uh, you are. That you are the youngest in the group. I'm young. Yep. You're, you are the youngest in the group here, so okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I'll bring that millennial uh, view to everything. <laughs> oh dear lord. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, then Christian goes to. Um, I forgot where they went, but there was a cashier that was kind of slow and kind of mentally handicapped in a way. So I just wanted to see if there's any experiences with cashiers or if people are like slow in general, those kind of stories. Because I've, for me, I'll start off, I basically been into the special uh, education program since I was a kid because I have a mental disability, which is Asperger's Syndrome. And so I've been through the whole education system with special ed. And then leading up to, I went through Special Olympics, which is a great foundation. And I do special sports, which was like basketball, bowling, and soccer. Doing that at the YMCA, which is nice. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's all I have experienced with people who are mentally handicapped. So, but it's positive. I'm not saying it in a negative way. I mean, I used to work as a cashier for, like, at a fast food restaurant, so I, I feel their pain <laughs> just as far as, like, doing the work, but... Ah, uh, okay. Um, no, it, I mean, it is kind of 
I understand where Christian's coming from because it is like kind of frustrating when you're in a rush and you're just you don't know like how to react sometimes because <laughs> you want to be like I need to get home or I need to do things and it's just so I mean I everyone every uh, everyone has um, stories of like going to cashiers and them just taking a long time and when you're in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I tend to I I I tend to get upset, dude. Sometimes I mean, not like if if there's a clear reason, then I don't get upset. But if it's just like, yeah. oh, for example, if somebody's just shooting the shit with somebody else and it's causing them to slow down doing their job, oh, dude, I'll tell you, and I won't be nice about it either. I will remind you that I'm the customer and you're at work and you need to do your job. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. Oh, boy. As usual. I'm not surprised, actually. <laughs> hey, I'm nice about it, but I mean, you'll know, dude. You're not, like, screaming at them, like, get off your phone. I don't do that. <laughs> no, it'd just be like, uh, for example, like, if, if, if you were on your phone and you're holding up, you're a cashier or something, and you're, you're holding shit up, man, then I'll be like, excuse me, ma'am, or miss, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> but I would I would be let you know right away that I'm 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 a polite dude. Therefore, in my mind, no matter what follows that, it, it, I should be deemed as is a good dude because I started with excuse with, me, ma'am. Yeah. Not so <laughs> if I get derailed after that, and I maybe drop the f bomb or something like that, which it always progresses to that. I never start at that. <laughs> You know, but like, sometimes you gotta push people, man. You gotta push them along and be like, "Yo, do your fucking job, man. Come on, I got all day." Yeah, it's okay to do that, guys. It's okay to do that. Like, not like we're talking about in Christian's situation. He did the right thing. He was just calm and helpful and everything. And but like in those moments dude when they deserve it you got to treat people like they're a kid trying to stick a fork in a fucking light socket dude you got to slap the shit out of their hand and scream no well that's how i was when we would have customers that were like would the opposite they come in on their phone and you're trying to take their order and they're just not listening to you and you have a line and you're like okay just like talking to them like they're little kids like Let's move this along. I don't have all day. Yeah, that's even worse than what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. That's even worse. <laughs> then I want to... I can't escalate. I can't start yelling at them and cussing them out because then you get fired, so... Yeah. Uh, so they talked about <laughs> Jeff Jeff Snyder. I mean, he is... Jeff Snyder, man, he is, he's great. Uh, I love him in all the Clutter shows he's on. But they talked about uh, his age. Uh, does he look... At his age, which is thirty-five, or does he look older or younger? Because Dude, if you if you look, I about, think he looks. He looks like he's creeping up on fifty, man. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man, he, he does. Looks older than thirty-five, but I mean, it, it, yeah, because he's got like the gray hair, and he's balding, and it's just like. Age is just a number, right? Isn't that what they say? Like, uh, hey, true, but well, that's what they say. That's what they say. But it's, it's <laughs> but like everyone, reality. everyone in that in that studio was like, "God damn, he's just like <laughs> looks older." And Roxy's like, "What? What are you guys talking about? What? Huh? I don't see that." Yeah. No, and he she, definitely yeah. looks older than thirty-five. 
Because <laughs> I, I, I had to look up the age, because I was like, wait, he just turned 35 this year, so I was like, wait, is he actually 35? Like, oh, okay. And he does look that... uh I like 40s. Like yeah. mid-40s. Something like that. I mean, the gray hair shit, just like, whoa. Uh, then Christian's talk. Like, Sorry. I was gonna say, but then you have, like, Dennis, who's, who's, like, in his 40s, and he looks way younger than that. Oh, yeah, ah, he does. Yeah. Well, like, I think he's like 42 or something, I think. I don't know. <laughs> does, but I will say that, in my opinion, he he definitely looks like he's aged over the last four years. He still looks young, but he looks like he looks like he didn't age at all, and then four years ago, <laughs> he's starting to slowly comes. age. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you look at vids from him a few years ago, and he looks like a kid. Yeah, he looks like early 30s. Like, when I first started watching a couple years ago, I, when it was his 40th birthday, I was like, he's 40? Like, already? <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. Everyone looks different at a different age. I don't know. It's just weird how genetics work like that. Um... So, yeah, what I was going to say was Christian's going back into swimming, and uh, the main topic was, like, is do you like swimming or do you like biking better? I don't swim house whatsoever, and for me, biking, if, if it's on a stationary bike, I'll bike, but otherwise, that's all I do. Probably biking. It's easier. Uh, I'd definitely say swimming. I was about to I was about to try to trump Sarah and be like I'd say swimming because it's easier because it's actually easier because in my mind I was thinking dude cuz you just float there you know you just float there close your eyes and chill but then I'm like well that's not swimming that's floating <laughs> so yeah but I would say swimming because then you can take floating breaks yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice um, okay, okay. okay cool uh, let's get into the... Okay, so that there's a few... Well, of course, Mondays is always the big day for Game of Thrones talk. And actually, they talked about Game of Thrones this whole week, actually. So <laughs> Every day. Every yeah. day they brought up Game of Thrones. So, uh, uh, Sarah, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yes, I do. Oh, wow, okay. That's you good. You're a Game of Thrones fan, yeah. That's good. Uh, All right. Uh, so keep this brief, you guys. So what did you guys think of okay. the uh, Game of Thrones episode and what they're discussing about this whole week, basically? Um, I I really like this season a lot. I don't know if that's the wrong thing to say. Um, and I really like this past episode. I was a little bit more disappointed with this episode when I first watched it, just because of like how certain characters' storylines ended, and it wasn't like what I wanted. But then I had to remind myself, like, what Roxy said, like, I didn't write this show. I can't really get upset with how things ended. Um, but thinking back, like, I really do kind of appreciate it with what they were trying to set up. Like, I do like where they went with it. Yeah, it was, uh, it when Daenerys made her turn, it was, um, I don't know, it wasn't shock. it it wasn't shocking that she became the Mad Queen. What I was, agree. it was, it it was. Uh, I had I had this perfect way to put it, but it just slipped my mind. But what was shocking? It wasn't surprising that she did it, but it was shocking to watch it being done. Is what I was trying to say. I wasn't surprised at all because of all the signs that we've had along the way. 
but when she actually started to burn everything, I'm sitting there with my mouth open like, dude, even though I knew this was going to happen, it's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, was it like, was crazy. Oh, was great. Yeah, my my biggest beef with this season is still um the the absolute wasted opportunity and wasted scene of Brienne being knighted and I think yeah. that they should have killed off at least two to three people in that room that were in that scene in the following episode in the Battle of Winterfell to make to really make that scene pay off for everything you could get from it that was such a beautiful fucking scene man i've watched it so many times over again yeah i agree i i mean like i don't understand why i love torment i don't get he should have died like that yeah. doesn't make sense <laughs> i'm like okay i i'm yep. just upset with Jamie, Jamie leaving Brienne because I love Jamie and Brienne. I'm that fan. Yeah. I love them. I was screaming at the TV like I was super excited, and I was just upset that like he went back because he really did love Cersei, and that just upset me because I didn't want it to be like that. And then like I was also kind of pissed off that she died because of bricks and no one like killed her. But I get, I yeah. see the, I see the poeticness of it. I get it. True. True. But that's what I was mad about at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had no problems with the episode personally, so But the Clegane Bowl, that was awesome. I I loved watching the Hound and the Mountain go at it and how they end. Because I think everyone knew that the Hound and Mountain weren't they weren't coming out of that. It was just a matter of time yeah. like when they were gonna die and I I just loved that so much. And, and there's a great edit someone put up on YouTube um, uh, of just the just that uh, Clegane Bowl uncut with like they cut everything else out to make it just them fighting them like it starts with uh, the Hound telling Arya to leave mm. and then it goes all the way up to and ends their fight with no cuts and it's awesome so I recommend that to anybody. Because then you can just cut out all the other little bullshit cuts back and forth and just watch the fight in one whole deal. Awesome. I didn't, I didn't mind it that much. Well, I didn't either. I'm just saying if you want to rewatch just yeah. the fight and not see uh, all the cuts all back the cuts, and forth yeah. to other stuff, it's pretty cool. Yeah, throughout the whole week, uh, one of the things I... It wasn't a set day because it was throughout the whole week. Cody's cuts, you know, going cuts back to Cody... <laughs> He had the whiteboard and everything. He just write on his whiteboard and show off to the audience. Like <laughs> it was the best thing throughout the whole week. Was like, it's like Game of Thrones talk or like abort, abort, or just like here we go again or something. Just like whatever. He's like, it was so clever. I think one was like go back to talking about the Bachelor or like something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which is sad to say that that I. There were a couple times I was like, okay, yeah, let's move on past this. And then he, he wrote on there, let's get back to The Bachelor. And I'm like, you know what? That does actually sound pretty good right about now. <laughs> but then as soon as they'd talk about Bachelor, I'd pre probably be like, okay, talk about something else, just not Game of Thrones. Oh, no, I love it. I love when they talk about The Bachelor. Yeah. I'm that one person. <laughs> That's all right. I still think it's interesting to hear him talk about that, even though I'm like totally outside of the whole spectrum of Bachelor. So, yeah, just, just hearing their thoughts on it is just pretty cool. Uh, 
do you guys want to talk about the Alyssa Milano sex strike that's been going on? It, it's a it's it's a touchy it's a touchy subject depending on how what you reveal about your thoughts about it and how in depth you go to it. But if you just take it on the surface and not get into the social and the political side of everything, hmm. um, it's like I've heard a lot of questions brought up by people that are just spot on and hilarious. One of which is. Is this sex strike only taking place for the women in Georgia? Or is it supposed to be uh, other, like every woman in the country? And what if the, what if the, the women who are, who, are, who are striking the sex from their men, <laughs> what if their men are, uh, are pro-life? Or, I mean, pro-choice. And so they're being punished in a way. So, so then you've got innocent guys being punished, and and then and then you got to figure out: is it just Georgia or is it the whole country? And she was just very unclear about it. And that's really my biggest beef with it. And and I would like if there's going to be someone who's going to call for such a for such a strike, I want them to state. At the same time as they as they demand said strike, that they state whether or not they are participating in that strike, and then I want a confirmation tweet directly after that from her husband, confirming or denying whether or not she is participating in the strike that she has brought about. So my biggest beef is that it's just a very sloppy and very unclear strike that's being called for. And and my biggest problem are the innocent guys who are being punished in the process. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I don't see like how it can really help. It just kind of seems really silly to me. That's another one I thought was kind of a joke when I'm scrolling through Twitter. I was like, oh, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> oh, she's a comedian now. <laughs> like, uh, but Nah, it's just, yeah, I just thought that was like, it was like, really? A sex strike? And with, I mean, now, I think, what is it, Mississippi now is, uh, along with Georgia, with the abortion bill, I guess, too? I think Alabama. Uh, Ohio has a heart, a new heartbeat bill, but I don't think it's as, uh, I don't, I don't think it's as uh, restrictive or in-depth as the Georgia one. But I'm not very. I'm not too sure on that. So I just. I don't really. I don't really pay attention to bills and laws, right. um, unless I can vote on them. Mm-hmm. And then once they're passed, then I'll do a little bit of research. But I don't know. Unless I can vote on it, I don't really get in depth with it. Especially right. considering, I personally, I I can't have an abortion, so it's not the first thing that I'm right. going to go look up and see what exactly yeah. it says. You know what I mean? I just try and stay out of, like, politics and stuff as much as I can, especially, like, when it comes to Twitter and Facebook, because it it just becomes a yelling match. It happened to me today. I accidentally got into it, and I was like, this is a mistake. I shouldn't have voiced my opinion, because now (laughs) we're just yelling at each other, so. Uh, Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, But, yeah, they had an interview on The Money Show, and it was Chad Michael Collins, he promoted his new movie, High Moon, which was a a Western werewolf movie. Yeah. 
It sounds really cool, actually. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually. I'm down. Uh, yeah, I was kind of like, cool. That's pretty badass, actually. Um, but yeah, they he talked about that, and there was like other things they talked about. They mostly talked about games, of Th- Game of Thrones, of course. But he was a he was a fun uh, personality to talk to on the show. Kind of yeah. in- interested in the movie High Moon to see where that goes. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's I highly recommend that. But actually, of all the interviews, Tuesday's interview was like hands down the best of the week because you had Dane Cook right off the top of the show come in and talk to Christian Roxy, and it was like it's a highlight for everyone because the the Facebook group like they started sharing memes of you know because Christian Harlov and Dane Cook look alike and they started sharing a lot of memes and I I took a screen capture of it at one point where they started pointing at each other and people were like starting to comment and make memes about it it was just like so great um but yeah the, the Dane Cook interview was just like my favorite Yeah that was that was great I definitely think it was one of the best interviews they've done Yeah it was really good and he was he was really chill really laid back open and uh yeah those are the best kind of interviews man because uh, i mean i can't remember who it was but they did they had someone in there uh i don't know a couple three or four months ago and they were just really stiff and it and it came off but you know like uh like the onion night uh, this guy uh this guy here mr cook he was just uh he was smooth as butter man yeah, it was, uh, so yeah, he's actually, has a new movie coming out. Uh, Is it called Smooth as Butter? It's called, That'd it's called, awesome. it's called Waiting to Smooth as Butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, it's called a American Exit. It's based on a true story. There, there was a lot of things they talked about during that session. It was a lot to take in. Just trying to remember anything that popped out in my head the most, but actually, the one of the things I was like, as I was watching it, I was like thinking, Dane Cook got like he looks old, like sure he he looks yeah. like he, he like you can see in his face he's got like the wrinkles he's got like and it, actually it's without the facial hair actually he's I usually see him with facial hair but without like the mustache or the beard he looks old. <laughs> Like Would I was it lo- maybe look like his face was a little tight. Like maybe he'd had maybe not surgery, but maybe had some sort of procedure done to his face. I don't know. I just something was like, and I, I was like thinking he looks very familiar. I was like, okay, he looks like Norm Macdonald. Oh man, <laughs> I I'm sorry, Dane, but it's like it just it just threw me off. Oh. But but like after a while, I got used to his face, and I was like, okay, he does look look like Christian. A little bit more as I keep watching it, and it's just like, yeah. especially. I usually, I'll listen to the podcast version of the show, so like, most of the time I don't. I'm that one. I'm that person. I don't like see what's going on, so I guess I missed what Dane Cook looks like now. Yeah, I mean, if they show the clip on the show, and he looks like the the Dane Cook I normally see, so it's like. Yeah, that was weird. It was. I was looking. I was like, wait. If if they film the movie and he looks like that, but it was like off screen, it's like, wait, why do you look like this? What's going on, Dane? Yeah, it's like, dude, you need to have a discussion with the makeup artist before you leave set of that movie. Like, hey, what do I have to pay for you to come to my house every morning and do my makeup for me for the day? 
You know, like hire that person on the side, dude, as a personal makeup person. It was amazing. And I had completely forgotten about that until you brought it up. But yeah, when they played the clip from the movie, he looked like Dane Cook of old, man. So, Maybe he had a rough morning. I don't know. <laughs> it could have been. I don't know. It's just, but yeah, it was like lighting. Yeah, that was just like, like I said, it was like the biggest highlight of the week for me because it's just like, like I said, I screenshot, I screen shared that freaking moment in the episode, and it was just like shared it around, and people got like really crazy with it. So, height of the did fandom you, for sure. Did you guys know that Dane Cook had sent his brother to prison? No. No. You guys know anything about that? I don't Man, know. Because they, I was not, I wasn't surprised that Christian d didn't bring it up because, I mean, you know, that obviously that's a touchy, maybe not touchy, but it's a personal thing. Right. But I had heard about that, and then I saw um, him, Dane Cook, on a podcast talking about it, and it was his older half-brother, and who, he was a correctional guard, and then when uh, when Dane started breaking into comedy, he told his his brother to quit, and he was gonna uh, start a company, a, a corporation, and have his brother run it for him and take care of all the financial shit. And you know, stuff happened, and he was gonna move back, or he was gonna move to California and move the whole operation out there, and found out that his brother had stole. I mean, in the neighborhood of $20 million or so, like, had stolen all of the money out of that corporation. And, yeah, like, he went to court and testified, did all that shit. His brother's in the same prison that he was a prison guard in. And his wife and his, his sister-in-law ended up going to prison over it, too. But, I mean, that was crazy. Because I was sitting there just wondering if they would bring it up, figuring they probably wouldn't. But, it was yeah, it was interesting, that's for sure. I, uh, for you, Wade, I just found the, somebody did an article about it a couple of weeks ago, and I just shared it in the Discord in the general, uh, tab. Oh, so, yeah. So you can read it whenever you want, so, I mean, we're not gonna talk, talk about it here, but it's just, I, it's, it's available to read, so that's, it's at, uh, Bro Bible, which is one of my favorite sources to look at sometimes. Um. Oh, yeah. But yeah, uh, like I said, Dan Cook's good. Anyways, they, uh, they had jared come on Woo. <laughs> yeah he you, was you a big jared fan sarah uh huge fan of the bachelor it doesn't matter i just like it when they talk about the bachelor <laughs> i'll be honest so so you you I do like, like the bachelor like then yeah all I, right i actually i watched the bachelor and the bachelorette um kind of ironically i just think it's i just think it's a hot mess of a show and it's just fun to watch but I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, this is the best show ever. I'm like, this is a hot mess, but I'm entertained, so. Now, do you think the hot mess is the people, or, all right, do you think the hot mess of it is the drama that happens, or do you think the hot mess of it is the fact that you've got people who don't know each other whatsoever, and they're, and I'm air quoting here, looking for love in like 60 days or 40 or whatever it is and it's like with the months, goal of getting married like which part is the hot mess because that's the All part that bothers me i'm like 
you don't know this person and you're like fighting these other people you don't know in order to marry someone that you don't fucking know it makes no sense to me whatsoever um i think all the drama it's definitely all the drama that just makes it a hot mess and how like the producers will i mean it's the show's clearly produced and they'll set up certain things and people will be fighting with each other like all that it's just really entertaining to watch for me it's fun to watch people that get really into the show and are just like the super fans are really like obsessed about it and it's like (laughs) it's not i don't know it's not to me i i understand it's not real these people they mainly a lot of them don't end up together a lot of the bachelorettes, though, the past couple of years have ended up together, and they are getting married. So it, I guess it works. I mean, Ashley and Jared will say it works. So well, yeah, because they are uh, they're getting married and they're having kids pretty soon. So that's proof of it. Yeah, I think a lot of people also go now will just go on there to get famous and Instagram famous and promote their brands and stuff like that. So that's always fun too to kind of see like who's there for the right reasons and mm. I don't know it's just it's it's something entertaining well it's reality tv so it's just yeah. a- any excuse to be on tv yeah. and be like I'm famous because of this yep no but yeah he was teen mom <laughs> yeah, no so... that that's worse I think yeah. oh boy <laughs> that's worse now Jared was there to talk about other things besides that they talked about uh, Game of Thrones, of course, like we mentioned. Uh, there was a little bit of James Bond talk because on that day they talked about how uh, the new Bond film is being delayed because of Daniel Craig's injury. So, I mean, he was he was delighted to have him on to talk about a lot of things. Uh, another thing I wanted to uh, ask you guys was the uh, the Aladdin controversy between the Prince Ali clip, which I get. I guess it's more. Well, uh, let me clarify. Let me clarify what it was because they're they're comparing Will Smith to Robin Williams. So they're like, "Oh, this clip is horrible. It's not good as Robin Williams." So well, it's like that's your first problem. It's like, is that really a controversy or not? And I was like, wait, no. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, well, Aladdin's my, like, favorite <laughs> Disney movie, so I'm kind of, like, I don't know. I'm I'm not loving how it's looking right now, but I'll go see it, I guess. I don't have a good track record with Disney movies, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going to be seeing it. Yeah, don't even go that track. Uh, but I just thought that was a weird thing to mention because it was, like, really? People are really making a controversy of, like, comparing movies you know, the animated versus the live action. Two different comedians, two different singers. It's just like, oh, but wait, Robin Williams did it his way with different characters and the genie popping all over the place. But in the clip here, it's it's Will Smith, like, doing a, a parade. You know, he's, like, in the front. He's like, hey, guys, hey, girls, yeah, sing, sing, sing. And it was like, it doesn't matter. It's his own interpretation of the fucking character. So it's just like... Yeah. It's like a Bambi dumb- made me cry when I was a kid. <laughs> It all went downhill from there. That live action is going to be coming soon, I'm sure. I'm not surprised they haven't announced it yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so one of the things I wanted to mention was the, the table. We got table talk again. Yeah! Woo-hoo-hoo! 
Man, I want that motherfucking table to break live on air. Yeah, and thank you, Mike, for sending me the clip of it kind of messing up on rule of two. Rule of two, man, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was where it started. It was like they're just talking. All of a sudden, doo -doosh, it just falls. It was so funny. And then, like, Roxy takes the leg and props it on the table and just, like, here's the leg. <laughs> that That's a weird-looking leg. I thought those were just folding tables. Yeah, it's like a fancy... It's it's, table or it's a Frankenstein table. They must have like different table legs attached to the the base of that table. You know, when she was holding that that leg there, there were a couple times I would see it out of the corner of my eye, and for a split second, I think she was holding the leg lamp from Christmas Story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, it was like the way he was holding it kind of felt like yeah. that. Yeah, I can see that now. Um, no, but then it like the the if you watch, I watch it like on YouTube when it does sometimes during the week, and so the the YouTube uh, chat live chat was like coming into the show or something, and they're like, "What's with Roxy with the leg?" And they're like, "Ooh, here's Roxy with the hot leg or something." It was just like people were confused what that was from. <laughs> I was like. Did you not see the bit about her talking about the table leg? And people are, like, really confused about that. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I was excited they brought up the table again because early on when we first started this, uh, taking over the podcast from Josh, we were, they were talking about the table. It was, like, how it sucked and it was horrible. And, then like, Brett was fixing it and Rakuga fixed it. And it was, like, we were talking about the table. And now we've brought it back. It's, like, now we can talk about the table again. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, yeah. I do. I hope that thing break like... Right in the middle of a show, mid-sentence, ain't nobody paying attention to it or nothing. I want it to, to completely fall, and and other than the, the schnepp bobblehead, I want that to be saved and be sitting on the table that's not broke, and then I want everything else to fall to the fucking floor, dude, right in the middle of the show. And I, I don't want them to go to break. I want them to keep doing the show while they clean that shit up, dude. That would be amazingly awesome to watch. I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna start a hashtag. I don't know what it would say, but something in favor of the table breaking on air. Uh, Collider live table break live on air. Hashtag. That's it right there. Hashtag table break live on air. I don't know. I'll think of a hashtag. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, but the, so the last thing on Tuesday, which will, carries over through most of the rest of the week, asking for people's opinion, was when yeah. Finn Stock was talking about his hot sister, you know, because Dane Cook, DMX, and Jason Season was hitting on her, and, and he said that she has a big booty. <laughs> um, she got a big booty. That that whole discussion, my God, we went through the whole week. It was like, Roxy was like shocked, <laughs> like, oh, I... Uh, she was like all shocked because like if she her brother said that about her she would like freak out and like Yodi Riley was like on her side with that and it was a whole debate for this whole week so what's your stance on this debate <laughs> I mean go ahead Sarah I want to I want to oh, we, no. we've been we've been <laughs> ha we've had three guys on here for five shows and <laughs> this is the one right here. How do you feel about this? Um, 
I don't know. I think I I agree with what Christian said on the one episode that at least he didn't say like, oh yeah, she's got a nice ass or like something like that. <laughs> like, I think I think it was just innocent. Um, but I also see how Roxy could take it kind of the wrong way and think it's gross. I mean, I don't know. I think it depends on the, his relationship with his sister too. I guess. I mean, if they have that kind of jokey relationship. Maybe he. I don't know. Maybe they joke around that way. I don't know. Do you have a brother? I do. I have an older brother, and I feel the same way as Roxy. I'd be like, oh, that's. So so if he's so if I were to be like, you know, like, hey man, is your sister hot? And he'd be like, she, he like, she's a big booty. Uh, that would that. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. I think I think what you're saying, like. <laughs> Um, if he was to say, oh, people say she has a big booty or, like, whatever, like how they said, like, yeah, that that would be different. But then where does it stop? Like Roxy said, is it then what, you know, it, it is a fact, he's stating a fact that she has a big butt. So then if, if, if it's, if it's kind of different to be like, eh, guys say she's got a big booty or, you know, then... Would would you have to draw the line at like Roxy said with the breasts? I mean, how do you get into that area? Is that okay? Where you do don't. you draw the line? Would, think, why wouldn't you just make a line that says you don't go over this at all with any physical attributes? Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess I guess I don't have so much of an issue with the booty than if it was the chest area. That just seems a little weird. Like, I don't know. Well, all I got to say is I don't have sisters, but both of my brothers have fat, nice asses. So <laughs> rock on, guys. I love you, brothers. They listen, too. They listen. I love your sexy fucking asses. Aaron and Brian, I love your asses, bros. They're hot. Your wives are very lucky ladies. <laughs> I ain't shy, I'll say it. I'll take it up a notch higher than Dagnito. Take that, Finstock! Okay. And then that awkward silence. No, uh, I, sometimes I, I'm a one-upper, and I'm not afraid to go there, so... <laughs> I mean, you pretty much trumped all of it, so I was just like, oh, I can't... Like, I have older sisters, and they're married, so I can't really say much about it, so, uh... Yeah. Yeah, Finstock, your sister's got a big booty. Both my <laughs> brothers got hot asses too, man. I'm with you, brother. But yeah, so then Wednesday, it leads into Wednesday because they brought, because um, Mukugu was back, and then uh, Roka came on to talk about it. And his their opinions are just like, I mean, Mukugu's like very much subside about it, you know, like, eh. And then... Roka was on, on the other spectrum. It was just like... It, it, throughout the whole week, it's interesting to hear their opinions. Like, even, like, on Thursday, uh, they asked Arena about it, you know, and so it's one of those debates that's going to live on. Well, the general consensus seemed to be that that's Finstock. Yeah, that's how I feel. So, I mean, if, if, the, if the girl who's playing Meghan Markle tells you, you know, when she hears that he says it, she's like, right. yeah, sounds like him, then you pretty much just got to be like, okay, that's just his style. Right, Tiffany Smith, uh, which will, because, uh, yeah, this, uh, on Wednesday show, she was on oh. talk about her uh, role as Megan, as we mentioned, and they talked about uh, 
you know, Star Wars, because she's a massive Star Wars fan, and Game of Thrones being announced as the next writers of the next movie and all that stuff. Tiffany Smith is great. Like, she's a great... Like, if you watch the old stuff with the Schmoes, oh my god, she is just, like, great with them. Yeah, I really miss her on Jedi Council, too. But, yeah, she's great. It was good to see her back on there. Yeah, it was... uh, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's uh she's cool. It was kind of interesting hearing about her like acting experience, you know, all about mm. just like the behind the scenes kind of stuff, which was you don't hear that often when interviews. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was uh I don't know, it was and I found it even more interesting because um she's just she's still just getting into it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like someone who's seasoned or even a few years into it. And, and they're talking about their experiences behind the scenes. You get, you get the rookie point of view and it's not only the rookie point of view, but it's someone's point of view that we know and we like, yeah. and we trust when they, when they talk about things, we know that, that we understand what she means and we know that she's, she's speaking how it was. And that was even better for me, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so a lot of the pre, uh, Tiffany Smith stuff was, uh, there's a brief mention about Mark Riley and his dog Leia and how he's like trying to do stuff and he won't do it. But then he was like balancing checkbook and he rocks. He's like, it's 2019 and you shouldn't be balancing checkbooks. I'm thinking, wait, why, how come we can't be balancing checkbooks in 2019? I still balance my checkbook. What, 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 what are people doing in 2019? Are they doing like the banking app or something? Like, I don't know. I still balance it's my all checkbook. Now. Yeah, so it's like Roxy, like she's a millennial. She's like, uh, she doesn't balance her checkbook. It was just like, okay, I, I feel like like Stab is like I balance my checkbook. I'm kind of with Roxy on this one because I don't even, dude. Here I am, the the old fucker, and I don't even use a checkbook anymore, man. I can't remember the last time I wrote a check, and if I had to write a check. I don't think I could remember how without Google and a picture of it, man. Oh my um, god. It dude, it's been so long, man. I just I deal in cash and then if I need to buy something online like Amazon or pay for a streaming service bill or something, then I go into the bank and I put in exactly how much I need for that and then it's covered. So I can't remember the last time I wrote a check to anything. So I'm kind of with Roxy on this one. I was taken aback, too. I was like, dude, you write checks and shit, man? It just, it sounds unreal to me. I was like, I had to bring that. I was like, I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? Are you nuts? Uh, You guys write checks for real? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Hell, I had to hand, hand write my notes for the show a few weeks ago. I thought I was forgetting how to write. Oh my god! I mean, everything you know, everything's typing yeah. and texting and shit, mm-hmm. man. It's crazy. So yeah, kudos to you guys for keeping up the long, long, uh, long-lasting tradition of actually writing with your hand. Well, yeah, I mean, it's commonplace to handwrite everything. I mean, sure, texting and typing is the thing with millennials and younger generations, but. 
you have a piece of paper, your pen, write something, you know, in the, in the checkbook, you know, you have your bank and your debit cards, you know, you got to have your checking account, your savings account. It's just, it's all part of that life. That is the smart thing to do. I mean, you know, I mean, when the I'm system sure crashes. We're in the minority, I'm sure. Like, uh-huh. so. If you're listening and you still write checks and balance your checkbook, please let us know. Hashtag afterlife. Um, yep. So, like I mentioned, they're talking about the uh, booty debate throughout this whole week, and Cody found the Booty Man song, which is <laughs> which was a underrated song. Uh, who sadly Tim Wilson has passed away in 2014, but yeah, that's uh, the Booty Man by Tim Wilson is the song that they started to play. So it might be the new song of Claire Live to be playing around a lot. Because it's been kind of quiet since they have not mentioned ZZ at all. Yeah, but Cody's dropped it a couple times when no one mentioned it, and it's right. been really good. Yeah, we talked about that last time. It was like, ah, come on, it was horrible. <laughs> Such a douchey move just like to play without being mentioned. Because it was the whole game of it all. I love it. <laughs> play it every second. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Riley... Riley threw his headphones off before Cody even started playing it uh, this week. It was great intuition on his part. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I love when he just throws those headphones right off, like, in anger. Like, ah, like the Hulk. It was <laughs> so good. Like, his frustrations. Like, like, I love Riley and his frustration a lot. Like, they talk yeah. about it on the show a lot. And it's like, when he gets angry, he's like, that's top-tier quality entertainment. I love it when he does that. Um, so, Makuga was gone for the first couple of shows of the week because he was in San Francisco to watch kids of his brother, uh, brother or brother-in-law or something. I think it's brother, I believe. And so, this time, he gets lost uh, while picking up the kids from school. And he was like, the kids are like the only last two in the classrooms. Like, it was, it was like, oh my goodness, Makuga. Uh, now, now Roxy doesn't feel so bad anymore because she's usually lost. Well, yeah, but at least when she's lost, it's just her. And, and Makuga's lost. And he, well, let's, all right. Makuga wasn't lost. Like, he was at the school. Right. Okay, he's walking through the school. He wasn't lost. He lost his niece and nephew. Right, yeah. but That's th even worse. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. I've always, even my friends' kids, like my nieces and nephews, of course, dude, but like my friends' kids, um, if we're like out somewhere at a festival or something and they're playing on playground and I'm sitting there with my buddy talking, even then I'm watching my friends' kids and stuff like that. I just, that's always something that I've always been good at. Is uh, is keeping an eye on the kids that I'm with or that I'm associated with. So okay. uh, Makuga has to feel terrible that he lost his niece and nephew, or nieces or niece. They, he lost his freaking niece and nephew kids or whatever they're. <laughs> Why isn't that? Wait, well, wait a minute. There's a, well, no, that's un aunt and uncle because you got grandparents. Never mind. I'm starting to th get lost in a rabbit hole of thought of why there isn't 
a, a a name for a niece and nephew that covers both of them, so that you don't have you know in this situation when I don't know I can't remember, and I'm like his niece and nephew, and then he'd be like it's two nieces or it's two nephews, so they need a, a word a neutral word that would just say like for idiots like me, so I could be like his niece nephews or something I don't know. Anyway, that's my mind. That's the journey into my mind. Oh my god. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's like crazy, it's... but it makes sense, dude. Tell us what you think. Hashtag Afterlife on Twitter. Uh, get join the conversation with us as you listen to us on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um. So yeah, Tiffany Smith was on. Like I said, they talked about it a lot. That was a great interview as well. Probably second to Dane Cook, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, yeah, it was good, yeah. It was decent. Um, they did a lot of news, and I told these guys before, we're doing news a little bit differently here, so if you guys want to talk about anything they talked about on Wednesday's show, you can talk about it now if you want. Um, I listed it all in the notes, show notes room. Um, includes James Gunn breaks the silence about his firing, includes James Wan producing the new Mortal Kombat movie, he, the He-Man movie update, uh, the new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot, and of course all the Star Wars stuff being the movies, the shows, Disney Plus, and all that stuff, and Bob Iger says there's a lot more in development. Anything that strikes you to discuss in general? Because uh, there's nothing much for me to talk about when it comes to news on that day. Yeah, I'm with you personally. There was nothing that... I mean, uh, we all knew that Benioff and Weiss were doing Star Wars, and that, yeah. to me, is the biggest news, but it's not really news, so... Right. Yeah, it's like... It's, well, it's, honey, I shrunk the kids reboot really isn't too bad of an idea. I just want to see and hear and learn more about it before I make a decision whether or not I'm interested and excited. Yeah, from what I hear, and they, they did they did a recap on the Thursday show with Makuga. He said it was going to be called Shrunk. It's going to be Josh Gad playing the son of Rick Moranis' character, and it's like a, it's a, it's a it's one of those legacy reboots where it has the cast from the original, and introduce a new cast, you know, as the concept. Oh, wow. So I think they're bringing back Rick Moranis for it. I hope they do, but yeah, it's maybe. Maybe we'll see. It's yeah, I hope so too. But it's gonna be on Disney Plus, if I'm correct, because most of the uh, the reboots they're doing or live action remakes I've heard from most of uh, they announced is gonna be on Disney Plus. They have that. I think I've heard they're doing the Lady and Tramp remake that's gonna be on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, they they announced. A Mighty Ducks show based on the movies back in the 90s. So there's a lot going on for Disney Plus at least. And I, I got a question for you guys. I'm sorry to go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say I got a question concerning uh, Rick Moranis and uh, po- his possible return to Honey I Shrunk the Kids reboot. Um, if If you guys could choose. Only one for him to return to. Would it be the Honey I Shrunk the Kids reboot, or would it be the uh, the Ghostbusters? Well, I'm gonna show my age here and say I haven't seen either of those movies. I'm young. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> yikes. 
Um, and based upon what I'm reading here, I do not think he's coming back for the Shrunk the Kids reboot. It's going to say Josh Gad. I'm looking at this up right now. But honestly, yeah. but honestly, for Rick Moranis, it has to be Shrunk the Kids because that is his movie and that's he's the yeah. main character and yeah. he's the one that kind of did the first movie and a couple of the sequels. And um, the Ghostbusters, he was in it, you know, as a secondary character in a way. And I, and yeah. I don't see it being a main focus for him because, mind you, the new Ghostbusters movie coming up here is focusing on a new set of kids, but then bringing back the original Ghostbusters that are still living, yeah. like Dan yeah. Aykroyd. And uh, skipping kind of ahead, on Thursday's show, Bill Murray's interested in appearing in that in the new Ghostbusters film as well, so you might have the original cast there with that, plus whatever's going on with that. Sigourney uh, Weaver? That could be cool, man. That could be. Yeah, get her back. So, I don't know, I'm kind of interested, but like I said, it's Disney+, Plus, and I'm still on the fence with Disney+, Plus because I already have three streaming really? services. And I don't want to add Yeah, a... but if you get it, if you get it for the annual price, it's only 70 bucks, dude. So I mean, <laughs> 70 divided by 12. Yeah. That's not too shabby. I mean, I, my mental calculator isn't going to work and I'm not turning it on, but that's it's not like too shabby. 99, right? Or well, that's if you get it if you get it or monthly, month. yes, but if you get it for the whole year up front, then it's 69.99. That's not bad. Like honestly, like that's one of the selling points for me. Is that's, yeah, that's cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's like starting now and putting away ten dollars a month until it comes out, and you'll have sixty bucks. Mm -hmm. So then you know, so basically, like putting away twelve dollars a month from now until the streaming service starts. Who the hell can't do that? Mm. That's how I look at it. Yeah, that's true. I I'm still thinking about it. At least I mean, I might do it when it comes out in November. So. Um, I will say James Wan producing uh, a new Mortal Kombat movie is going to be awesome because Mortal Kombat was that one movie which was like a good video game movie for a while until recently. So, I mean, the theme song alone, could you imagine like a new Mortal Kombat movie coming out? I mean, I played the video game tons of times. What year did the original movie come out? 95. I saw that in the theater. I was like 16 or 17, dude. Probably 16. Yeah, the sequel to that movie, Annihilation, was not very good at all, but uh, the 95 film was just like... mind-blowing. It was like, I loved yeah. it. So I'm excited. Yeah, it was definitely cool, but it has not aged well. Oh, of course, but, you know, that's the that's the, that's the fun for me, the watching... Yeah. Yeah. older movies and how the effects are and how it's like it, it's so bad it's good it's just you laugh at it sometimes um, I also haven't, haven't seen it so. are, are you into gaming are you into gaming at all Sarah um not not really uh, are there any video game movies that you can think of that you like like any you know that you maybe not played the video game, but movies that you know are based on video games that well, you like. I did see uh, the Pokemon movie. Ah. So. Oh, right on. The uh, Detective Pikachu? Yeah. How was that? 
Uh, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I'm not as big as a Pokemon fan as, like, Cody and them, but I definitely know some, recognize some of them when they pop up. But yeah. It definitely was for kids, though. I, w- I will yeah, say Yeah, it is. Towards, I, I towards see the it. end, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. This is a little wonky, but it was good. Yeah, I've seen the movie as well, so it is very much for a younger generation, but as a Pokemon fan, I was I was excited. Yeah, it was cute. All the Pokemon looked really... I mean, I'm going in thinking, like, they're all so cute, <laughs> but they're big <laughs> eyes. Like, I thought they were all adorable, and I thought Ryan Reynolds did a great job. It didn't really take me out as much as I thought it would, him being yeah. Pikachu and Deadpool, but... Pikapool. Nice. Peek-a-poo. Nice. Peek-a-poo. Uh I guess one of the last things I'll talk about for Wednesday show was uh, Roxy and Tiffany recommend Doom Patrol, which was funny. Doom Patrol! Doom <laughs> Patrol! D-U-N-E Patrol! Doom. Doom. Yeah, I put it in the notes as Dune, Dune Patrol. <laughs> that was like the funniest highlight, just seeing the notes. This is Dune. I was like, wait, there's a show called Dune Patrol? What is this? And I was like, thinking, no, it's Doom Patrol. That's on uh, DC Universe. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's Doom. Um, no, asking for recommendations for shows, and uh, I guess you guys are watching any shows you could recommend? Well, I'm watching Barry, like they all, like Josh recommends every week. Um, I would recommend that show if you guys aren't watching it. As far as that, I don't know. Anything on Netflix you'd recommend? Um, I don't know. Netflix can be pretty hit or miss for me. I mean, I watched Umbrella Academy and I thought that was really good up until the end. <laughs> Um, Friends from College, which got canceled. Oh, that was so good. That was good. Uh, Santa Clarita Diet, I loved, and also got canceled. All the good shows got canceled. Yeah. I would would definitely recommend that one. It was really easy binge, really funny. Yeah, I've been... Watch watch Barry. (laughs) I I did check out the first episode of Barry, and I, I, I started to enjoy it about 10 minutes into it. And I'm definitely going to watch more, but I've been binging The Sopranos really hard the last three weeks. Um, I've never seen it until I just started watching it, and I've been binging it hard. But yeah. as far as Netflix, I, I've got to back up, uh, I got to back up Matt Sarah on uh, Black Sunday. I believe that's the name of it. Um, Black Summer. Black Summer, yeah. Dude, that show, I binged that show in one sitting the entire first season. And I'm just, I yeah, if he didn't sell it enough for people to listen to it, then I don't know what to say. But as far as Netflix, I'm with, uh, I'm with Matt Sarah on that one, dude. That was a pretty good series. No, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Netflix when they, uh, on the next show they talk about. Uh, but I'll, what I'll recommend is um, if you are a Riverdale fan, you'll probably like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That's a really dark show, and it has all the horror elements that all horror fans will love. Um, Sabrina Teenage Witch, that's always really good for Netflix. I've been trying to catch up on shows, so there's a lot of stuff I've not seen. Um, 
actually right now, and it's an old show I'm watching, but it's like a show that came out like a few years ago, but it's on Hulu, and I'm actually watching it now. It's called Timeless, which is an NBC show that lasted uh, from 2017. It got canceled once, but then the fans reacted and it's like, bring it back. So they brought it back for season two for 10 episodes. And then they brought it back and they canceled it, but they brought it back for a two part season finale, which was last year. Um, it's a time travel show and it's actually one of the great new time travel shows to watch because they go back in time to like, like stop from people changing history. And it's like really good. And the characters are fun. So I kind of like that right now on Hulu, but yeah, there's a lot to watch, at least. No, actually, uh, real quick, I'll throw in one more recommendation. You said Hulu. I canceled my Hulu quite a while back, but when I was uh, when I had it, there's a great Australian show called Upper Middle. Oh, what is it? Borga, Borga, Upper Upper Middle. Shit. Upper Middle Borga, I think it is, but. Well, no, what the fuck am I talking about? Everyone, excuse me. Rewind and back to the start. On Hulu, there is a good show that I'd like to recommend. It's an Australian show. Um, The Australian name is Upper Middle Barga or something like that, but the name on Netflix is Bess of Both Worlds. B-E-S-S, like a a woman's name. Bess of Both Worlds. There's at least three seasons on there. It's freaking hysterical, man. I highly recommend that to anyone who has Hulu and is just looking for a fun show to watch. Uh, okay, I see it now. Yep. Yep. Good, good, good. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into the final two shows, which won't be long. Uh, Thursday show, uh, Riley is gone because he's in Houston? I think he went to Texas, which is weird because I thought... Booker T said no teammates or managers. So what is he doing in Texas? I think he said that he and Finstock are going as spectators. Uh, Ah. I think they're like, they got tickets and they're going as, Uh, uh, to sit with the fans as spectators. Ah, okay. Maybe I missed that. But yeah, Makuga's possibly, we'll see. Uh, We'll see what they say about next week. Um, so Makuga's producing the show, which is kind of interesting seeing him produce, you know, Collider Live at least, because like, he's hosted it, but he's not like as producer, like providing content to talk about and stuff like that. They talked about the Schmodown, of course, like, you know, leading up to the weekend, like I said. Uh, but th- there's a Makuga story here, and it's all about him in San Francisco. He went to his in-laws, which is a ranch house. And uh, there was nature, you know, he's afraid of, like, the sounds of it. He's so used to the city, but he's scared of owls. Like, there was an owl, and he's so afraid of owls. But then he got bit by a spider, and he had to go get it checked. And it was just like, oh, my God, Makuga, he had a a wild story there, for sure. He doesn't sound like a Pennsylvania boy. (laughs) Because I live right next door in Ohio, and... It's like, I mean, come on, man. If you live in Pennsylvania, there's lots of trees and shit like that. There's lots of nature. I feel like... I feel like Pittsburgh is not... I've not been there, but I feel like Pittsburgh is is a majorly city landscape and not so much woodsy, but I could be wrong. So, uh... Well, but I mean, if you... You would think that you would... Even if you grew up in a, uh... 
uh, suburban area that you would still you live in Pitts, Pennsylvania, which is kind of a wooded and hilly mountainous area that you would at least some point in your life get outside of that suburban area. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but that's that was kind of cool to hear that from Makuga's standpoint. Uh, then, of course, more Shimodown talk, which I know Josh will probably bring it up in his show, Talking Shimodown, which is available to listen to on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts along with this show. Um, Christian's pitch about another live show in October, which would be in Arizona, which would be the Wildberries versus Late to the Party, which I would be interested to watch that because I, I do watch Late to the Party, their reaction channel, they're a pretty decent yeah. uh, channel, and Makuga, you know, the Wildberries. Wildberries! Yeah. Wildberries. Wildberries. I, I love... Wildberries. God damn! I know we talked about this last time. I just want to break this up just briefly. Like I loved when he went mild, mild berries, and then he goes yeah. like raw and like goes like wild. God, it was like such a great moment, especially leading up to him with the belts. Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, that was great. That was good. So I'm kind of excited to see what they do with that. They go to Arizona in October. Um, okay, so the main discussion for Thursday show. Which, actually, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, they went back on air from break, but Thank nobody you. was... Sorry. Yes, I was going to backtrack you if you happen to... to... This is worth mentioning. <laughs> it, it, it is. I, I totally, you know, because I was like, what? What's going on here? Yeah, they came back from air, No, and nobody was in the studio. And Cody, you know, had to do his thing during the whole thing. I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Like a boss. <laughs> oh, man. It was just like... I almost ran out of it. I was like thinking, like, oh yeah, I remember that shot of like the empty studio. I was like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> and and should should Cody do that more? Like that would be funny. That would be great. Just come back early intentionally. Like they came in late, but for him, if he would just come in early and then do about five to ten seconds of him just talking into the mic as they walk into the studio, that seriously could be pretty cool. Yeah, I would love, love to see that more. Because Cody, man, he's he's like, 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 like on the Thursday show, like Dorina, he's like, uh, they, they talked about how if Alex wasn't there, Cody's like on the ball, like on the roll doing all that stuff because he's so bored in that little uh, cubby studio there, just like pulling out those songs and pulling out this, that, and the other. Like, he, I swear, this guy, like, is a master engineer. He's I, funny. He's he, really funny. So good. Yeah. So good. He he is... Uh, when, when Chris, oh, sorry, that was Friday, but uh, when uh, just real quick as far as him being funny, when Christian was talking about people getting married young like Cody did, and he threw out the number 22, and then Cody writes on the board, <laughs> I got married at 25. <laughs> That was good. That was so good. Oh, man. No, no, yeah, Cody is what... Cody is the glue that holds Collider Live together. Absolutely. Like, like when... when uh, During the Star Wars celebration, people are coming back from that, and Cody wasn't there to, like, engineer it. It, it like... It no, worked. Yeah, you felt it. You felt like the energy was not there, but it's like it was just like a bare bones live show. But like Cody is the main like energy that they need to get the show going, you know. Yeah. 
to provide it. Okay, so the title of the show for Thursday was Superheroes Are Leaving Netflix, Are They Doomed? And then they had the whole uh, screening process for all the fans, you know, talking about it. And I guess the process of the live phone screening was actually interesting to hear because, yeah, they they were looking for Matt Sarah to come on, but they was like, oh, the fans are calling in. So they went through all the fans like, nope, see ya, bye. Oh, see ya, nope, oh, bye. And just hang up on all of them. Just so bad. <laughs> It's like no, moving on. Need to get that on. <laughs> it was like, oh my god. Yeah, that was great. That was the highlight of that episode for me. And like Christian was, you know, after they got done talking to Matt, he's referred back to that screening process. And, you know, that was really fun. I'd love to do it again, but you know that you you, you can't just do it just to do it. Yes. It had to be organic in the moment, like it was. It was right. Great. It was. Okay, so yeah, the main talking point was uh, talking about the CW and Marvel pulling out with the shows and movies. And here's the thing: um, that's DC and Marvel. That's I'm not worried about that because I was surprised they didn't mention it. Like they didn't they did not mention this at all on Twitter. I follow Netflix their Twitter account, and they announced they had a, they have a partnership with Dark Horse Comics. So that means they're producing new shows and movies based upon their properties. So uh, the Umbrella Academy, for example, is a Dark Horse Comics property. And it's been very successful on Netflix. And I think with this going to the future, I think Netflix is not going to have to worry about um, these superheroes leaving because they'll have their own with Dark Horse Comics in general. Yeah. Uh, the press release here says... Oh, Polar. Polar was the other thing from Dark Horse Comics, which is a movie with Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, that was an interesting movie. Um, uh, what is Netflix teams are already working in deep collaboration with Dark Horse to identify products beyond the world of traditional superheroes branching into horror, fantasy, and family entertainment. Very so, nice. So I'm not worried about that at all. What do you guys think about the whole Netflix thing with all these superhero properties getting dropped from, like, Disney and uh, CW? I don't know. I think, I think what you said is that they're going to produce their own superheroes. Uh, I mean, the Umbrella Academy was pretty successful, it seems like. Uh, they did get greenlit for their second season, so if they keep making shows like that, I'm sure they'll do fine. I I personally think Netflix quality is kind of going down. I don't know. I don't watch because I used to just because it is just there's so much. There's <laughs> there's so much different stuff on there that it can be really overwhelming. But I think if they can kind of get it back to maybe making it easier to find some stuff or find what you want, I think they'll be fine. I think that, uh, actually, all right, I don't think it's going to affect them all that much with the, with the daredevil and all that shit leaving it, it, Netflix, but, and, and they've got the dark horse coming in. So that's all fine. Um, like Sarah said, their quality of content has gradually gone down, but it's gone down as their quantity of content has massively gone up. And I think that two things there, 
are gonna two things are gonna happen when when Disney Plus really starts getting go, getting in swing is that one Netflix the fact that they have so many things on there is going to be one of the things that helps them push through because mm. I think it's gotten to the point where yes we know that the quant that the quality has gone down. But there's so much there that it's it feels worth it to pay the thirteen fourteen dollars a month for all of this shit that we can just go there at any time and you can find something at any time that you've never seen or never heard of before. But and so that'll that'll help them. But then on the flip side and the plus side, I think is. I think Disney Plus is going to then force Netflix to start raising their quality of content and hopefully that will bring that will bring them to a higher place where they've both got quality and quantity mm. and that could if they do that then they could really give Disney Plus a run for their money. Mm. Yeah. Well said, well said. <laughs> yeah, that was uh very much well said. Um and also, Disney has uh, acquired Hulu, uh, full like full ownership of it at least, because I think oh. they bought they bought the other percentage of from Comcast, which is owned which owns NBC. So it's uh, they have Hulu now, and actually, I have Hulu, so it's only the only Disney related thing I have right now. And it's just like they with the upcoming shows they have going coming up for Hulu. I'm excited for that at least. More so than Disney Plus in my opinion. But yeah, Jade Wade actually brings up a good point with that. I mean, because the competition's going to be very fierce with these streaming platforms and it's going to push Netflix yeah. to do a lot. I mean, like I said before, the Dark Horse properties are very much going to be an element of that as well with other like content from other countries and like original programming. So... Yeah, it's going to force them to do quality shows and movies because mm -hmm. there is such competition now. So I feel like that's uh, they're, they're not doomed. That They have a lot to go through. Um, now, Hulu does the network TV format, which has weekly episodes to keep the interest going because I know Wei was asking about if Netflix goes the same route. Um, I th uh, maybe Netflix did that. I remember one show. I can't remember what the show was, but I think they did like very much episode by episode. I believe I remember releasing it every week, but I don't think that they dropped it since then. But Hulu yeah. does. That. Well, yeah, my well, yeah, and and uh, my thought on that is just that Netflix releases things so that we can binge it an entire season at once and that's great uh it's great to binge it get it all out of the way you can just soak it all in at once it's awesome but then the the downfall of that is it takes a year before you get the second season and that is a and it's literally a year if you binge it it's a year and that's a long time to forget about it or to let it sit on the back burner and lose any interest at all. But if they would start releasing releasing their seasons one at a week like like TV network TV does, then you would hold that interest and you could do like uh, Stranger Things 
and Orange is the New Black, even though it's been canceled or whatever. I'm just giving examples. You could do those two in a weekly episode format, and then when those are over, go to your Black Summer and your uh, Umbrella Academy. And, and for the off-seasons of the other ones, you stagger them like that, and you might be able to keep the interest a little bit more. And that's one thing I like about The Ranch is that the seasons are only like six episodes long, seven episodes long, but they're every six months. So it, it's not as long of a gap if you binge it. But I don't know. Who knows, man? That's for the people who get paid big big dollars to make those decisions. I'm just me in Ohio. Right. Right. Um, but sometimes people, it's all about rewatchability for Netflix as well, because people can rewatch the seasons over and over and watch the episodes over and over. And of course, yeah. when a new season come out, there's like, oh, I got to re-binge watch the whole thing to prepare for it. That's the whole process of a new season. They'll, they'll like refresh their memories with rewatching it again. So yeah. also th- no commercials. So that's why I like Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, of course, of course, I don't mean, like, network TV format with commercials. No, right. no, 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 I no, hate yeah, commercials. No, no. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I want to buy your product, I'll go to the store and I'll buy it. <laughs> no, I uh, I understand that, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the format of, like, the traditional TV format of, like, releasing new episodes every week until the season's over. Um, yeah. And that's what Hulu does, like I said. I've... I have Hulu, and they, if there's a new show, they'll update it, you know, for every week it's, you know, premiering shows, so, and, uh, yeah, Hulu does have that limited commercial, uh, pe- plan, if you buy that, which I do have, which I don't mind the commercials, I, that's like a little break for me, just like, oh, I gotta stretch, and I'll just get some of the drink as the commercials run, and I'll run back to watch my show, it's like, whatever, but you can option out for the no commercials plan as well, but. It, yeah. uh, uh, so wait, you got anything about the, any additional information about the Matt Sarah call? Any interesting details that he talked about? I, I don't know. Just, I like, I just like listening to, to him talk about movies and TV and stuff and geeking out like that. Cause, um, I also, uh, I, I go to my buddy's house at least every other weekend and for the big pay-per-views, but for uh, UFC fight nights and shit like that. And uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, for example, you know, out comes Matt Sarah back in, back in one of the guys that he helps train, you know. And so that was a cool moment for, for me because I'm geeking out in front of my buddies who don't know anything about Collider Live, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, Matt Sarah. Metzer, you know, and just they're just like they know who he is, obviously from UFC, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like, dude, he calls in on Collider Live like fucking like once a month, dude, and they're like, okay, because they don't know what Collider Live is, and I'm like, dude, he's a huge fucking nerd, dude, he's a geek, it's awesome, he loves movies and TV shows and shit, and then their one eyebrow lifts up and they're thinking I'm fucking nutty bar or something, which I am, but I'm only one nutty bar, I'm not, I'm not the full double. So it just it was really cool for me, man, in that moment to see him in not only a different element, but the element that he's best known for, you know, so I just I was geeking out over that. I just always geek out when he's on there, man. I like that dude. He's funny. 
yeah, it was a, it was pretty cool. Him calling in and hearing all that stuff, it was cool. I agree. Yeah, oh, yeah. so passionate. I love it. Very much passionate. Um, but yeah, then uh, Friday wasn't a live show. It was a pre-taped one-on-one with Christian Harloff, which it was a f couple of weeks ago at least when they started talking about Christian's life with Roxy and Riley, asking questions, and then this was the uh, full-on, you know, kind of special they aired uh, for, for today's show, Friday show. So uh, I... Did not watch it. I had to just like kind of skip it because I, I was. It's, it's basically a one on one, a typical one on one. I think so. Oh. It's just like it, it, there's nothing special like per se to mention about it. But I just like I will watch it later because I'm a huge fan of one on one, even though it's been fucking canceled, which I'm still blown by. It's like really Christian. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. I, I it was like the best show you had, Christians like that one on one. It's like I know Collider Live is like the main source where you gotta have your celebrities come on to be interviewed, but with one on one you have more time with them and actually going in detail with them. And it was actually one of my favorite things to listen to for the like the Collider conversations. It was like one on one with Christian Harlow. It was the Riley Roundtable. It was just like those two back to back were like kind of a marriage in heaven. But now since it's gone, it's like fuck. You know, I've often wondered if if the reason that that show was removed was because Christian came to a place where he had to make the choice to do one-on-one -on -one only or cancel that and put that production money into starting Collider Live. Because if you think about it, he was he was really getting one-on-one, -on -one, dude. He was starting to get some some good freaking guests and shit uh -huh. and some big name people and then collider live started and then that's when one-on-one -on -one ended so i've often wondered if it was just one of those where uh you know fernandez was like yeah i love both of those show ideas but financially it's just got to be one or the other and christian you know was like well okay let's do the collider live then i don't know but that's been a thought of mine that could be. That could be a good reason. Um, well, that's why I listen to the Collider podcast anyways and download the additional content they make because when Collider Live doesn't do it, I just add in more because like Rally, Rally Roundtable is also good. Uh, the recent uh, Roka one, the deep cut, is actually really good now. That's another one if you like the conversations portion of it. The Witching Hour is still one of my favorites with Perry Nimiroff and Haley. So... Oh yeah. Do you uh, listen to any of the other podcasts or uh, any of the other watch any of the other shows, Sarah, on Collider or anything like that? Um, I listen to the hypothetical questions when when they have it. Um, TV talk. I I listen to the Wanger show, which isn't a part of Collider, but mm -hmm. I do support Cody and Copster and them there. Um, yeah, I just I don't have time to i need to start adding some of the other ones in there but uh -huh. it's just a matter of trying to find the hours in the day yeah. true I, I it's it's hard to listen to too many podcasts it, it really is yeah you really gotta find the time to actually just like download it and just put it on whenever you're doing something in the background yeah that's what i i like to listen to the podcast and just put on when I'm driving places and just listen to that. 
Yeah, and I, and I understand that. I mean, there's two sides of it. You can either like listen to the podcast version of it, or listen to or watch the live YouTube mm-hmm. uh, live event of it, in which I do. I never. I don't think I've ever downloaded a Claire Live podcast to listen to. I just always go back to the video event of it because I just mm. I'm more of a visual person. I like to see who's mm-hmm. talking and who's, you know, uh, what facial what their, expressions. <laughs> yeah, their facial expressions and what they're holding or what they're talking about. You know, because sometimes if it's an audio podcast, they'll they'll explain what they're watching sometimes, and it's like it's not as good as like actually. Yeah, it's not see, the same. It's not the same at all. So. Uh, that's why I try to watch Collider live when it's live. If not, I put it in the watch later list and actually watch it whenever, like later in the week, just to catch up. So, but yeah, that was uh, Collider live this week. Any uh, anything else that I totally missed on? You guys want to discuss, or should we call it? That uh, that sounded like a pretty sweet week to me, man. It was a, it was a good fun week to listen to, and it was a. Uh, it was a fun night uh, to talk about it, too. Yeah, it was a good week. I, I totally agree. It was actually one of the better weeks, to be honest. My only thing is, where's Brett? I want Brett to come back. Thank yes. you. Thank yes. you. I, I love Brett. <laughs> Me too. The phone call last week was great, but I just want yeah. him on the show. Yes, thank you. That's true. I'm not the only one. Thank God. <laughs> I love Brett I would... so much. Yes, I'd love to have him back. Oh, man, yeah, I missed Brett. Uh, Good call, Sarah. I never would have thought about bringing that up, but you bring it up, and I'm all on board for that. Because every episode, I'm like, Brett? Is Brett going to be here? And then Where's he's Brett? Not, and I just get sad. But <laughs> Yeah, every time I see Brett on the show, I'm just like, Ah, oh, it's Brett! Not now, Derek! <laughs> All right, yes, uh, that's a good way to conclude the show. This has been After Live, the unofficial Collider Live After Show. This is episode 14. Uh, so where can people find us? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Mike Mixtape. Wade, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jwade1134. Uh, Sarah, do you have any socials you want to plug? Um, I have a Twitter. It's uh, S Seabach, um, which is my maiden name. So if you're gonna look at it, I'm gonna have like three different names on there, but it's okay. All right, all right. Just to let you know, this is a produced show by our producer Josh. He has other shows, like I said, Talking Schmodown is one of them. He has a, he has a, this podcast and Talking Schmodown on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. He's working on other podcast platforms in the future. Uh, you could follow him in particular and all of us together on his Facebook and YouTube, which is Merc with the Movie Blog. On Twitter and Instagram, you follow him at at Movie Blog Merc. And his website is www.mercwithamovieblog.com. Thanks for listening, folks, to this edition of After Live, and we'll see you guys next week as we cover Claire Live once more. Good night.